Hey, welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you can use in your M&A projects. And so let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. Right, Robert, hi, how are you going down there in uh, Melbourne? We are good, Toby. It's uh, beautiful weather here, nice and warm. The lockdown's been extended. We've, we've, we're now all one state. We can travel outside of wow. uh, Melbourne. What privilege. And, and Trump's been put into the ejector seat, which is, uh, you know. <laughs> Although he hasn't got in yet, though. Be better. <laughs> I think he has to be forcibly put into that ejector seat. Yeah. But all good. All good, Toby. As you've been doing this um, podcast for uh, quite some time, several months now, and we touch on some familiar topics. And uh, it's interesting that the topic we're going to go into today is one that we discussed a few episodes again, and it it is about the customer and the importance of always making sure that we have the customer at the center of the M&A process and make sure that we we never forget them. So that wherever we're doing a deal or we're thinking of acquiring an organization, we always take it from an outside-in perspective, always thinking, well, what does this do for the customer and how does this shape the customer experience? And that being absolutely critical. So we don't find ourselves taking that very internal view of the deal we're working on, but we always are having that outside-in approach and um, always making sure the customer, who is the final arbiter of any M&A deal success, is always front and center. Now, you've got a story which is a fascinating one, about customer service. And right. so there's a direct connection between that and, and M&A deals and about customers we talked about in the past. So why don't you open it up, Robert, and, and describe this story and this great lesson in customer service. Thanks, Toby. Yeah, I will. And you're right. This is a, a particular story. Yep. But I'm sure the people listening will draw the context with yep. M&A because, as you've just said, in M&A, it's the customer that's the final arbiter of whether your acquisition is successful or not. Because mm. if they go to the competition yep. or they complain about the way that you're they're being treated, yep. uh, you, you will very soon be heading in the wrong direction. Now, in this particular case, I was living and working in the US and the company that I was part of had one of its quarterly board meetings and I was attending that board meeting. Yep. There was only one item left on the, the, the agenda, which was where we were going to hold the staff Christmas party. Yes. It was already seven o'clock at night. Nobody really had any uh, real strong ideas about that. And, and we just said, look, it's not not that critical for the board meeting. We'll postpone it until the next leadership meeting. Let's get dinner. I think the board meeting had started at 10 in the morning, so we'd already been at it nine hours. And so we packed up and we walked over to a, a harbourside restaurant in San Francisco. It was one of the favourites for our Frisco-based people. We were all warmly greeted by the owner as we walked in. Right. Um, and as you might expect, the, the meal, the drinks relaxed atmosphere is just what we needed. Yep. 
and the staff there knew exactly when to stay away and when we needed service. And all in all, it was a great, pleasant experience. Well, Robert, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it sounds sounds interesting, but I can imagine there's a, probably a complication that you're <laughs> you're going to take us into now. You are so perceptive, Toby. So we're right at the end of the meal, mm. and there's, we're being asked if we'd like coffee. Right. And two of our team asked for tea. Right, and that was fine. What the the waiter that was uh, looking after us uh, certainly gentlemen English breakfast Darjeeling Earl Grey and Earl Grey was the choice, right? and uh, that was fine, right? But a couple of minutes later, the waiter returned to the table slightly embarrassed because there wasn't any Earl Grey, and as you might expect, we just said that's not a problem. English well, breakfast, indeed. fine. I mean, yeah, English yeah. breakfast yeah, not too know. bad. I mean. It'd be Stop. really picky. Except a couple of minutes later, this guy came back again, even more embarrassed because he came to tell us that there weren't any tea available at all. <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, the, all right, so there was no Darjeeling, there was no Earl Grey, there was no English breakfast, there was no, no tea. Yeah, there was no tea. And no tea, okay. We just had a fantastic meal, and the other, the two people that had ordered tea yep. just turned around and said, "That's that's okay. I'll just have a coffee with, yeah. with everyone else, right?" Yeah. yeah. And and as, as 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 the coffee was being served, our chairman mm-hmm. asked for the check. Yep. And that duly arrived. It was a tad over three thousand dollars for ten of us. So we'd had a good meal. We had some nice wines and liqueurs, right? But the next thing we know, the restaurant owner who'd greeted us when we walked in, is standing at our table saying that he'd heard we'd had a problem. We were like, what do you mean? And, and then he mentioned the issue of the team. We all laughed. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, that wasn't an issue. Well, you, it was a point of amusement. I mean, it's funny that there was no tea, but it was nothing earth-shattering or terrible. And we actually complimented him on the restaurant, the quality yeah. of the meal, his staff. Yeah. But now, as far as he was concerned, customer service should have been impeccable. Right. And he took the check and tore it in half. And he gave one half to my chairman, Hmm. saying, we'll go halves on the bill. So he just go over this. So obviously, it was was $3,000-odd. Yeah. A lot of money. And... He said, because of the tea, he tore the check in half and said, only pay half. Yeah, that's what he did. Wow. And I can almost remember the conversation after that word for word, because our chairman turned around and said, you can't do that, right? Mm. The tea, the issue with the tea was insignificant. We've been exceptionally happy with the service Mm. every time we've been here. And before he could say anything, this owner turned around and he said, oh, look, I'm really sorry. You're right. I, I, sh- I shouldn't do that. It's unfair to put you in that position. Mm. Right? What he then did was he took back the torn half and ripped up the entire thing. <laughs> right? Say that again? He what? He tore up, he tore up the entire check, making it clear that it wasn't half the meal on him. The entire meal was on him. Wow. Right. Wow. Uh, we, we were just speechless. Right? Yes. And he he actually addressed all of us. He, he, he just stood there and he said, gentlemen, this restaurant's been in my family for the past 30 years. And he said, yeah. all my family work here. 
we pride ourselves on delivering impeccable service. Mm. And this evening, we should have noticed that the tea was unavailable and replenished it before we opened the doors and mm. before it impacted your dining experience. And mm. he said, I take great pride in our family business. Mm. And from time to time, I make judgment about giving customers a dessert on the house or a bottle of wine with our compliments. And tonight, I'm making the judgment to tear up your check. Wow, yeah. that's a story. I have to ask. I've never experienced or heard of anything like this before, Robert. We were gobsmacked. But there was nothing more to be said. He'd made the decision. He would have been embarrassed if we'd have tried to argue the point with him. Hmm. And the only concession we got from him, that he was happy for us to leave a decent tip for the wait staff. And, mm. of course, we did. Right. And the, the close of this story is he was about to clear coffee cups from our table. That's the owner. Was yeah. about to clear our coffee cups from the table when the chairman just asked him to wait a minute. Mm. And turning to all of us, he said, gentlemen, we've just seen an example of what it really means to have pride in your business and to always excel mm. at the service you provide to the to your customers. Mm. I think that's a great example for each of us to take away and think about this evening. It is indeed. And then he paused and he said, now I'm sorry to take you all back to work issues, but I recall we had an unfinished item on our agenda where to hold this year's Christmas staff party. Can I call for ideas, please? I can see where this is going. <laughs> and yeah. We just unanimously voted to have the Christmas party at that restaurant. We made the booking there and then for something close to 120 people. Now, it's interesting you say that, Robert, because this this was a, a meal with the team and it came to a tad over $3,000. Yeah. But if you're doing something with 120 people, oh. that's going to be a good deal more money. It is. Now, it wasn't part of the negotiation, if you like. His reasoning behind tearing up our bill that night was because of his pride in customer service, and he wanted to demonstrate that. Hmm. Right? But, is but, it... And he didn't know that we were looking to hold a Christmas party anywhere. So... That was the end result. It was just excellent example of customer service and pride in your business. And it's one of those challenges that you face in M&A because if you've acquired a business that's got exceptional service, part mm. of your responsibility yes. is to maintain and sustain that level of service while you're integrating the business. So, so tell me, how, how would you summarize this, Robert, in terms of the the key lessons that we take away from this incredible experience of customer service? Well, I think the first one is, th this particularly was standout example of customer service at its best. And it demonstrates how the smallest of errors could have a significant impact on how your service is perceived. It mm. didn't in our case, but it could have done with other diners. Right. Uh, one thing I'll say is that all of us, we've all, headed off around the world into different jobs and everything since then. But mm. I bet you every one of us has never forgotten that story and that experience. The other lesson is that as far as customer service is concerned, despite your best efforts, 
whether you're dealing with an M&A or not, mm. it's not always possible to get everything right. Mm. But when something does go wrong, the best practice is to be proactive about it. Mm. Recognize it, contact the customer, and do something to appease them before they've even thought about complaining. Interesting, yeah. Just repeat that one again, because it's quite fascinating, isn't it? What I'm saying is, you can't always get everything right in customer service, but when something does go wrong, be proactive. Get ahead of the curve. Yes. Call the customer before the customer calls you. And do something, it doesn't have to be something big, but just do something to appease the customer. And I think what that leads to is that as managers, as directors, we've got a responsibility to constantly reinforce pride in the business and the products and services that we offer. It can only pay off in a positive manner when you do that. And quite honestly, just to finish this off, it is a fundamental necessity. That's great. That's really good, Robert. I must admit, you know, real pride in your business and always excel in the service you provide to your customers. Well, Robert, that, that's a great story. I, I have to be honest, I didn't know where we were going with this one, in actual fact, with the <laughs> with the T. And I, I thought there was a sort of slightly comical aspect to all of this, but interesting how the restaurant owner responded. But also through that incredible act, through that sort of reciprocation, and so when you do great customer service, you get enormous rewards. And yes. in this case, it was a financial reward. It was really great. And I think one of the things you've said is it's not transactional. Yes. So he, he didn't do that because he thought, oh, if I do this, they're going to give me the Christmas party. He had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Organizing a Christmas party. Yes. He did it because that was important to him. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And we did what we did because that was the sort of demonstration where we wanted our staff to see what good service looked like mm. and holding the Christmas party there was one way of showing it. So there you go. Very good story there, Robert. And I think that's a wrap, I think, for um, this podcast. It most certainly is. And we'll be back next week with another story of M&A War Stories. And it just leaves us both to say bye for now. Goodbye.